Welcome, everybody, to Beat Your Addictions with uh, John Giordano. I'm your co-host, Scott Jones, and uh, we want to thank you for joining us. Before we start the show today, we got a great show for you. Just a reminder that if you're watching this, make sure that you like it, comment, share it with your friends. It's all important that we do that. That's how we spread the word on this. That's how really most of the word on addiction and helping people is spread, mouth-to-mouth. I mean, mouth-to-mouth, does that make sense? No, you don't want to get mouth-to-mouth. I don't that's, know, unless you, unless you need it. Word of mouth. That's what I'm looking for. Word of mouth. There you go. We word want to spread mouth. a word of mouth. Well, you, you had the mouth right. Anyway. Yeah, I got the mouth right. Um, but we want you to share this with people. And that's that's how we find that uh, the best information is shared is from person to person. So do that. John, first, how are you doing? How's the family? Everything's going great. My uh, clinic is doing wonderful. Uh, the ketamine clinic of South Florida. Uh, you know, I was originally against ketamine. Yeah, you know, and then uh, I see it help it help my wife, it helps my family, it helped so many people. They come out, they they say, "Oh my God, I can't believe I feel good again. I, I, I want to get out of bed. I want to, I want to have a life." You know, uh, it's an amazing, amazing uh, medication. It's like I, I just had a friend of mine. He says, "Oh my God, John," I says, "I, I remembered stuff that happened to me when I was like eight. Yeah. He says, and it, it changed my whole way of looking at my life today. And I went, wow, really cool, man. That is that is fantastic. Um, one thing we want to say, because I'm not sure we make this clear enough to people, that is a that that is a part of the solution. Oh, but it's not the part. whole solution. No, it's not. It's not a magic bullet. We do counseling with it. Yes. We it, we uh, we put in uh, two hours. I put in two hours of integrative counseling included. In the uh, in the the ketamine treatment, they get one hour a week, one and a half, one an hour and a half a week of group therapy, including family therapy, because I have them bring their significant others with them. Excellent, because you can't just do the 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 person that's suffering from depression, anxiety, and addiction. You have to have the whole family, and that's what we're going to talk about today: the family. That is excellent. So remember, when we're talking about things like ketamine, or we're talking about anything. There's always the component of continued contact with people in recovery, uh, some sort of programs or some sort of uh, group that you could be involved in, and certainly therapy, counseling. All that stuff is still something you need to do. So well, don't, you know, don't ever forget that part. We, inclu- okay? we included, because a lot of people don't have money since insurance doesn't cover a lot of So the counseling is included, and they could come to group as long as they want to come. Absolutely. You know, so and we'll also do it on Zoom now, so people that can't make it, we want to we want to make sure we catch everybody because everybody needs a lot of help. Did you ever think you'd be running a computer doing therapy online, John? Absolutely, you, me? you? not me. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you got to you got you got to go with what's uh, the latest and the greatest. And people can't come. <laughs> There's no excuse anymore. Now they can't say, "Well, I could, my car broke down." Well, look, put your TV on or put your computer on, and now you're in. While we're watching this, if you want any information about what John's up to and what he's doing, johnjgiordano.com. It's right there on the screen. Please check it out. Now, right now, you mentioned family. In this, we got the perfect guest for this, Adrian Tickey, who is a recovery advocate, but also the co-founder of the Lodge at Delray Beach, which she's going to tell us all about. Huge, huge advocate for working with families. Unfortunately, that gets forgotten a lot by a lot of treatment. I was just going to say that. You know, uh, we had family programs at G&G. Uh, you know, we had all kinds of things yeah. like going on like that. And, you know, without doing the family, you're, you're doing an injustice 
to their um, the client Absolutely. actually and to the family. And the family say, no, it's not my problem. It's his problem. It's her problem. No, yeah. it's everyone's problem. Sending a client home to a sick environment is a death sentence. Well, you know what it's like? It's like uh, working in your garden, okay? And you get all dirty and you take your dirty clothes off. You take a shower and then you put your dirty clothes back on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I all did, right. I did in. that once. Stop talking about uh, it. I did that all right. Once. I'm in. All right. <laughs> all right. Let's bring in Adrian Tiki again uh, from... Uh, the Lodge at Delray Beach. Adrian, thank you so much for taking time today. Well, I, you know, thank you so much for the great introduction I, that I'm the perfect guest. I, I thought so, too, except for you guys are a little bit snarky this morning, and I'm too, I might be uptight for that. You know, that might, that might be out of my comfort zone. <laughs> snarky what is snarky mean? i'm not sure i think what it's us i think it's us that, that's you guys snarky you look up and you, there's your picture on it it's like a, a, a plethora of information shoved at you with uh mouth to mouth resuscitation added <laughs> we just uh is that what i got from the the intro Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Getting getting confused with uh, mouth to mouth and word of mouth is that was my bad there. But anyway, um, Adrian, thank you so much for taking the time. And uh, you know, I'm going to step aside, let you and John talk about what you do, and uh, thank you again for your time. All right, take it away. Let's hear what you do, how you go about it, and you know all of that. So, um, in 2008. My husband, uh, who was not my husband at the time, we were best friends, came to me with this idea of raising the bar on recovery residences in our hometown of Delray Beach. Um, Delray Beach is kind of a unique little recovery bubble. There are 70,000 people in my community and 20% of the population is in recovery at some point. So that's about 14,000 people in a town that's only got two exits off the highway. So we wanted to raise the bar because our industry can be a little shady at times. A little? Uh, a little shady, <laughs> yeah, at times. Right. You, you and I know how shady it can be, but out in the regular world, um, people are just, they tell me all the time I should write a book from all the experiences we've had over the last 14 years. So when we, we started with one house, my husband asked me to write the, the website content, the intake packet, um, and all of the administrative type of, of things. So I was very much behind the scenes until um, my husband went away for Christmas at in 2009 and we missed each other differently at the same time so this lodge is really a house that love built because when i got involved i infused the love my husband is the tough and i'm the love of the lodge at delray beach the yin and um, yang the yin and yang that's right we started what is your background by the way I, I i like the audience to know a little bit about your background Sure. I, um, I was a communications major and I worked for Time Warner in ad sales. Uh, I, I sold cable advertising um, back in the day when they were only 31 ad insertable networks. 
the the names like ESPN and Lifetime, the Golf Channel, uh, HGTV. Some of those are still around today, but a lot of them aren't. Mm-hmm. Um, those were the early days, but I actually I I was born with a congenital problem in my pancreas called the pancreas uh, divisum which means the pancreas is divided and I didn't have the right equipment to get enzymes into my food, to digest my and absorb my food. So when I was playing softball for our work team, uh, I got taken out by the runner. And uh, after that day, I didn't see the outside of a hospital for quite some time. So I spent most of my adult life in and out of the hospital, mostly in. Um, not so much out. I've I've just had a train wreck of a medical history, but m- that medical history and recovering over and over and over from my own physical ailments has certainly helped me um, because I had a backdoor education. I didn't have a lot of experience with addiction prior to meeting my husband. So I got the backdoor education. My husband had the life experience. And we grew to 10 houses at, at our, our largest point, 60 souls we were taken care of. That's, now that's, we, that's yeah. wonderful. 60 souls. Are you talking about addicts or are you talking about family members? No, addicts. Okay. We, we, worked, we worked with their family members. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was wondering. I don't know if you, you know, you had, um, we used to have retreats and stuff like that. So I don't know if we were doing that or not. We don't, we didn't do retreats. No, what we do uh, for the families is we have the lodge family zoom and that's one time a month. And we, we meet with all the families and have a a 20 minute lead and then time for the families to, to interact with each other. We've had several family members meet each other. Oh, that's great. Yeah, we used to have a family program. They used to we meet once a week at the treatment center. We sold in 2012. It was G&G Holistic Addiction Treatment Program. I, I heard of G&G Holistic. Yeah. And we had a family very important. And I'm glad you're doing the work when it comes to families because a lot of treatment centers, they leave that off. Right. We believe that that um, because of, uh, like I said, because of my background in in physical recovery, um, I saw a lot of similarities between the physical recovery and the recovery from addiction. Uh, We came up with the ABCs of recovery and they're they're the same for the families and they're the same for the, the loved ones. And that's accept your situation and prioritize action. That's A. This is a stop, drop, and roll kind of moment, right? You need to really get get up to speed quick. Be honest with yourself. Admit what what problems that you have, so you can get about rolling up your sleeves and getting to work. And then is be brave enough to start over and over and over as long as it takes. the The, the woman that's sitting before you was seventy eight pounds in a wheelchair three years ago. I believe that anything's possible. My husband is 23 years in recovery. Well, believe me, everything is possible, uh, especially when you're in recovery and you're learning about yourself, which is if you want to know about other people, first know about you. 
That's Absolutely. the primary. And secondary is with family members, they're either enablers, codependents, or both. And they don't see that they're part of the part of the problem. You know, they're not separate from it. And, you know, I, I, I had a client once, um, him and his, uh, him and his wife were really enabling their son. And I told him they're buying him an apartment. They're giving him a car where well, he's doing good. He was lying to them, of course. And I knew what he was doing. I told them they didn't want to listen. I said, and I'm a little tough sometimes. I said, listen, he may die in the next couple of weeks the way it's going. I mean, I'm doing this for a lot of time, a lot of years. Unfortunately, two weeks to the date that I said that, he died from an overdose. Wow. And I, went to the, I went to the funeral and they looked at me, cried, hugged me and says, why didn't we listen to you? I says, you know what? It's in God's hands, not mine. It's in God's hands. You yeah. know, we, we had... Um... Irma barreling down on Florida and we consolidated all the houses down to one house. Everybody else either went back home or, or went to a safe spot, a spot, right? <clears throat> and the mother of, of one of the kids that was left in the house, we offered to send him by bus. We offered to send him by train. She would not, um, come and get her son. She was three hours away, just across Alligator Alley. Her son overdosed and died that night. Wow. Yep. That's what happened. Well, you see what happens to the family. They get fed up, you know, especially um, what's going on. Treatment centers are not treating clients properly. They keep doing the same methodology over and over again, expecting different results. Absolutely. Couldn't agree okay. more. We're not looking at people comprehensively. We're not looking at where... I don't know an addict or an alcoholic that doesn't suffer from depression and anxiety. That's right. So what are we doing about it? You want to do talk That's, therapy? And we, and it, yeah, we are not. Do, we, we, we do the same thing. It's, I believe it's because it was put in the allopathic medical model. In that medical model, they're not trying to treat body, mind, spirit. Right. Exactly right. Well, you see, that's what I lecture about and I talk about to people because most people don't understand that anywhere from 80 to 90% of dopamine and serotonin, our feel-good drug that we manufacture naturally, comes from the gut. And that's why they call it a second brain. And if you don't take care of your gut, you're going to have a problem. Now, also, what people don't understand, oh, there you go. Hallelujah to that. I can I can testify to to the gut being the second brain. Well, you know, and you also what people don't understand, people suffer from leaky gut syndrome, H. pylori infection, hypoglycemia, closed head injuries, heavy metal toxicity. Uh, I mean, there's a host of and low testosterone. We found about ninety percent of the clients that had low test. If you have that and your hormones are out of whack, you're going to have depression and anxiety. Yes, you so are. So I got a great idea. Let's talk to the thyroid. Let's see how that works. So all they do in treatment is throw medication at you, you know, SSRIs and, and, and Mayo inhibitors, and it doesn't work. And gabapentin. Yeah. You know, it's it, it said that we haven't progressed after all these years. 
And you know, I, I firmly, my bias is the pharmaceutical companies don't want us to progress. They just want to keep on feeding us medications to keep us alive because we're walking cash registers for them. So we have to be very careful about um, with the medication-assisted treatment. Yep. That we're full. Yep. You know, Suboxone, but a lot of people don't understand the history of, of this medicated treatment. I'm not saying that there isn't a small number of people that just don't want to get it that maybe need to be on that very small amount of people. Otherwise, they'll die. All right? right. Right. But there's always a but. And the but is they have one shoe fits all, which doesn't work very well. Uh, what people don't know, the history in the 1900s, we had a morphine epidemic because of That's China. Right. All right. Well, how did they fix it? With heroin. Oh, right. wait a while. That didn't work very well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good plan. Good plan. Wait, and add cocaine in. Huh? Yeah. But then, then the next thing we came up with is uh, uh, methadone from the methadone. Nazis. Okay. Oh, well, people were dying from methadone and people were using other drugs for methadone. People don't get that part. And why were they dying? I did the Anna Nicole case. I don't even know if you remember that. Yeah. I remember. I, mean, I was on CNN with Wolf Pulitzer, uh, was one of the leading experts on addiction, all this stuff. You know, I said, look, you can't drink, okay, when you're on methadone. You can't do uh, a certain SSRIs uh, on methadone. You can't use benzodiazepines on methadone. You will die. You won't be able to breathe, and then your heart will stop. But the lawyer was involved in the son who OD'd on methadone in the Bahamas and his mother now, same thing. So wow. they arrested the lawyer three months later. I don't know if it was because I said that, but that's what wound up happening. But the bottom line oh. is, is that these substances are opioids. They are. So we're not going anywhere. We're changing seats on the Titanic. Well, and, and not to mention that... Um the opioids that are being purchased on the street now are all fentanyl. Well, guess what? They have a new drug out, and I can't even pronounce it. Trank. Trank. You talking you... about Trank? No, there's another name. Well, there's another one out there. Not there's Trank? another one now called Trank. It's like Crocodile or Flocka. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard yeah, about that. Yeah, it makes you yeah. zombie, and and your skin it like boils up and. And well, so here's the problem. They're putting this that's, stuff on pot. Give me some. Where's the line? They're putting it in everything. They are putting it in everything. It's laced. And in, in fact, I don't know if you heard. Did you hear uh, last year for spring break that the um, six, I think six cadets from West Point? Yes, yes. I heard that they died. They yeah. OD'd. Is that the ones they all did? Yeah. Yeah, well. You From know, West Point, that's our finest, right? I have my own theory and you know about what's going on in our country. And I think one of the things that I have is I don't know if you ever read the art of war. Oh, they're not I like to, in school. The art of, huh? In school. Okay. Well, you know, if you want to defeat an enemy, you do it from within. That's exactly so China, who's manufacturing fentanyl and all these other substances and passing it through Mexico and through other ways. Yes, sir. Are killing our youth. I, your, I've, been, our youth. I've been shouting that, you know, hoping that people would listen. They're killing our children. Right. And our children are the foundation of our country. And remember, 
China's very old country, and they don't look at things five years, ten years. They look at things fifty years in the future. Oh, they they've been they're a very old country. Right. So you know, after fifty years of uh, destroying the youth, then you just walk into the country and take it over. Now, now there are other countries where this is available, but they don't do what United States does. United States is we're programmed from the time we're born. If you don't feel good, take a pill. If you have a headache, take a pill. If you can't sleep, take a pill. If you're anxious, take a pill. Everything we do is about taking a pill. So we are indoctrinated into um, pills being a part of our everyday life. Other countries don't do that. No, what do you see? Because the answer isn't in a bottle of any kind. Right, right, right. Well, and and the problem is is that and, and there's so many things. Our diet, the food supply, our water supply, everything is a mess. Right. And the the testosterone you were talking about being low, it's very shocking because that's our young boys aren't going to have. And that's from uh, estrogen coming into the water supply from females, putting it into the water supply through the toilet. Well, listen, there's so much stuff going on that people don't really realize uh, look what happened in Michigan. Look at the water supply there. Heavy metal toxicity. What people don't realize, uh, rice is loaded with arsenic. So you got arsenic, you got antinomy, you have mercury poisoning, you have all of this stuff that's going on, which mimics when, it, when, when you have these heavy metals, attention deficit disorder and bipolar disorder. Right. So, I mean, we're not looking at people comprehensively as human beings. We're looking at them as a head walking around. So when I tell people, send your head to treatment, leave your body home. Right. <laughs> and and we, we take people, we take people that have been, you know, through that, we call it the merry-go-round of treatment, you know, where you finally realize that the handle is on the inside. Right. And let it's yourself an inside out. job, not an outside job. People don't get that part either. I, I've got to ask because we're, we, you know, we've still got a little time left, but uh, I want to make sure that we get this in. Um, you know, when we're talking about uh, the lodge at Delray Beach, uh, how many homes do you have now? Uh, who do you serve? Do you have men, women, um, any particular age groups, or what, what? What do you offer? So we have three homes with uh, sixteen men total. They right. are. They range. We we can take um, our youngest resident has been eighteen. Um, and our oldest resident was 83. Okay. Now, my husband and I both said, like, if I had a problem at 83, I think I wouldn't do treatment. I'm going to keep going. You got me that far. <laughs> you know, I got to admire you. I would never, I used to own 10 three quarter way houses also. Plus, we had a, a 62 bed inpatient facility. And people don't understand that people burn out from this, especially house managers. Yeah. You know, and it's like, it's, I remember two in the morning getting a call, have to run to the place, or who OD'd, who did this, and who did that, and who took out five clients, and oh my God, oh, the police are there. They robbed the house next door. Holy Jesus. Early days, you're taking yeah, me right? back. You know, so John, I mean, like that, those early days when my husband had to leave at two o'clock in the morning and he can take care of himself. You know, he's from Bridgeport, Connecticut. That's where my daughter lives. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Small yeah. world. 
Don't go to Arctic Street. I, I'm not sure familiar with it enough. Just I tell your daughter that. not to go to Arctic Street. That's, that's <laughs> I wonder it. if your husband knows Pete Bizzagotti. I'll write it down and ask well, him. He died. He got hit by a truck. He was my partner and my sponsor. So let me ask you a question, Adrian. You seem like now you've been very polite about it, um, but it seems like you, you feel like the system has been broken and you're trying to do something different. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, what that difference is that you're really trying to do that separates you from uh, maybe the standard that's been out there? So we're really trying to look beyond the stigma and shame and redefine recovery from life's greatest challenges. Um, we, we believe that that stellar support system, starting with God, but that the family is healing. So we're, we're connecting the families that are impacted addiction as they heal together. And what we did was took the lessons we had been learning from the lodge at Delray beach and we're, launching recovery comes home in September of this year for national recovery month. And we're doing beta clients right now, working with the families on, I'm actually um, working with a woman right now and working with her about seven hours a week on boundaries first off, but you know, on really, um, understanding themselves as we were talking about before you have to understand yourself before you can understand anyone else and really um trying to get them out of that enabling role right and you know and addicts need to realize that the foundation for any kind of recovery and i'm not talking about religion is spirituality learn to be kind instead of right don't hurt yourself or anybody else reach out and help somebody less fortunate than you do your best not to lie cheat steal manipulate, you know, just simple tenets in life to become a better human being than you were. You know, I always tell people, God gave us whatever God is to anybody. Okay. This gift of life is what we do with that life is our gift back to God. That's right. And, you know, and, and, um, that's what I always impart to my, my clients. And it's, you know, we need more people like yourself that's doing this from their heart, not from their pocket. Okay, right. there's nothing wrong with making money in recovery. Okay, but long as you give, we always gave more than what they even asked for. You know, so it's and we, sad, you know, but that, we give um 10% of our beds to scholarship we have since the beginning. Yeah, we used uh, to do the same thing when we couldn't even make payroll. <laughs> I'm very familiar with that. Rob yeah, Peter. I know I'm familiar with that one. But you want to know the funny part? What? Okay. No good deed goes unpunished. Yes. I think you're familiar with that. The clients we had the most problem with is the ones we gave them for free treatment. We we had it's funny you should mention that because of the people that we gave scholarships to, maybe two percent did well. Yeah. There yep. was one guy we gave a scholarship to, and he was out the next day. Well, you know, what people don't understand is that there are medical conditions, like I went over earlier, that cause the depression and anxiety. And when yes. people suffer from depression and anxiety and then put drugs on top of it, it's like the cherry on top of the, the, the cake, okay? 
They're not in their right mind. No, they're, they're not. They're not thinking clearly. How could they? Look what they're doing. Look what they eat. Look how their body treating their body. Look at the drugs they're putting in. Look at what's going on here. We're not treating people from the heart. We're just treating them from the pocket. That's what these treatment centers do, a lot of them. Not all of them, but a lot of them. Like you said, from the outside in. So what, right. what we noticed was that that's why we're we're different. And we do take um, on the, the tough clients that others won't take. We do primary addiction, secondary mental health, and primary mental health, secondary addiction. Well, if you ever need anybody to help you with the lecture, I don't charge anything to help. You know, it's one addict helping another way. I look at it. Uh, I teach people about, if you go to my website, johnjgiordano.com, you see all the stuff that I do. Uh, I've been looking for stuff that really helps with depression and anxiety. Talk therapy is great. I'm a traumatologist, so I work with trauma. Uh, I'm a chaplain for the police departments. So I work with officers that have been in shootings and people coming back from Iraq, Afghanistan, and, you know, women that have been molested, men, and so forth. Uh, and I found that psychedelics, actually, okay, we got a bad rap from Nixon and all of those people about it. Uh, I think that we're in bed with the pharmaceutical companies. If you want to know my bias on it, uh, this stuff really works. And they say, oh, it's addicted. It's this, it's that. Look, everything's, we're addicted to food. I mean, I mean, what, what are you talking about? Well, and that's one of the things that Recovery Comes Home is going to address that we can't address at the lodge um, is some of these alternative therapies. Um I, I think in hearing your uh, past podcast, you were initially, you didn't, you weren't initially on board with ketamine, right? No, I wasn't. I wasn't. It was a special K and all this stuff. And I was lecturing in Taiwan with a neuroscience conference. And I heard a couple of scientists talking about ketamine and how it was uh, addictive and all this other kind of stuff. And I said, I'm not going near this stuff. But what I found out was they had an epidemic in Taipei, but the culture is totally different also. And when I opened, when we opened up, the, when I got partners with the, you know, the Kennedy Clinic of South Florida and these uh, anesthesiologists that work there, what a wonderful group of people. And the people that come, they're not trying to, you don't want to go into your nightmares and have fun with it. Believe me when I tell you, you know, and I also work with Dr. Mash. With Ibogaine, I don't know if you're familiar with that. You know, you can look it up. It detoxes people in 24 hours with no cravings. I uh, we we know someone who was on meth for, I mean, uh, really heavy into meth, and he's I, I don't know how two weeks maybe into his ketamine treatments, maybe maybe longer, but he's calmed down. Yep. His, Listen, I it grows his, you know, it grows new connections in the brain. We know that because they do PET scans. Yeah. But <laughs> you have to nurture those as like a like a little seedling, you know? You have to water it. So you have to do counseling. You have to do therapy. For addicts, they need to go to I don't care if they go to church, meetings, whatever works for them. Absolutely. But they need to do something uh with like-minded people that are in recovery. So that's it's no there's no magic bullet out there. It's work. Right. You know, and I'm still listen, I'm coming up on 39. I still work on me because you know what I learned in life? You know what I know? I don't know. 
Right. You don't know what you don't know. That's and right. then, and then the other part of that coin was once you know, you can't pretend not to know. No, you can't put it back but, in the box. Once yeah. it cuts about it's out, it's already done. Well, we we've come to the end of the program. I want to, I want to thank you. Um, you know, for your fresh look, uh, uh, John and I both uh, appreciate uh, somebody putting focus on the family and understanding that it is a family healing uh, issue. And that without that, you're missing a great piece of recovery. And uh, so we appreciate your focus on that. And uh, I've had it up on the screen. If you go to the lodge uh, delray.com, very simple, the lodge delray.com. Uh, you'll see all the information about uh, the lodge at Delray beach. And you'll also find information about, uh, recovery comes home, um, that there is information there that for your new program, which very excited for you. Once that's launched, we'd love to have you back so we can talk about that. Um, but, uh, is there any, anything that uh, we missed that you'd like to share with us before we go? I just want to say, you know, where there's, where there's breath, there's hope. There's life. That's right. Yeah. It's no matter where you are, um, it's not too late and, and certainly reach out to us. If you need help, we, we have been in this industry for 15 years. We were, we'll be happy to connect you to whoever is right. What, what do you charge by the way? Uh, our, our single shared room is $300 per week. Okay. Are you and double room? For a double room and our, and we have single rooms that range from 1250 per month. To eighteen fifty per month, depending. What, is on that, what does that include? It includes um, uh, everything except for toiletries, food items. What do you mean? Every, what, do you mean every, what do you mean everything? I, I don't know. Um, the the houses are furnished. the The linens are included. Um, the house has has uh, Wi Fi, television. Oh, is there uh, any treatment included? Any therapy? Any anything? No, not with the not with just the recovery residences. That's that's standard, um, right? Uh, standard in Delray Beach for the recovery residences. Oh, do they have it, to go to meetings? Do they have to yes, get a job? Yes, there's a hundred and hundred. There's um, hundred meetings in a hundred days, and it does have to be uh, AA, NA, or CA. But they you can't. have a house manager on 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 on. Uh... Not a house manager live in. Okay. We're there. We're there from morning to night, staffed. Like oh, okay. My husband's there at seven a.m. and then the the bed checks are there for, until usually about one thirty in the morning. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Good. Excellent. Are uh, you far? Are you far? Uh, licensed. We are. We are. We 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 actually. Um, I was at the first far meeting. Oh well, they, they they wanted me to be on a board also. Like, you know, Karen. I, I, yeah, me too. Nancy Steiner tried to corner me, and I yeah, said, "Yeah, no. yeah." I said, "No, no, not me." Uh, you know, you know, uh, you know, Karen Hurley. Karen Hurley. I'm not placing her. What? Well, what they do their. That's what Scott and them do. They do their education programs. Yeah, we train. We do uh, training on intervention, uh, AMA dissuasion, advanced communication, uh, brain and body chemistry. We we have different learning courses. That's what we do. And uh, Karen oh, wow. was just Karen was just uh, appointed to the board of FAR. Um, you know, after the passing of John Lehman, and then uh, a lot of other things have been going on. 
so they're trying to like make sure that the far far continues to do a good job and that's what they're working with but we appreciate wow. everything you do thank you I so much how many you. beds do you have by the way in uh, one house uh we have 16 total so in like one house there's five beds one house there's six and another house there's five okay all right, so you're not you're not part packing them in like sardines either. You know. Oh you're- no, there's there are three there are three two, um, single family houses. So it's what's well, we, two to a it's two to a room, right? Two to a room, except for we have five single rooms. Okay. Okay, but you're not packing three, four, five people into a room. Oh gosh, no. We because no, our- we see that happening. We see that happening. I know, and especially, I mean, look, people call and want a lower rate but that's the going rate in delray and we tell people all the time if you want a cheaper rate you have to go south or you have to go north right so uh, yeah i can see i know that far has got their hands full with people that are using bunk beds absolutely yeah yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. You, you have house meetings I, I, we do I'm we have sure a, a weekly house meeting we have chores um, we, you know, we have a house man that's the, what do you do with a guy that relapses? We have, we, we usually try to get him back into detox. Um, because the only other option is to put him in a hotel for two days. And, and that's not in our opinion, that's, that's what the city ordinance says that we have to do, but we try to get him into a safer space than a hotel. So, so you work hand in hand with uh, with different treatments and detoxes and we stuff do. to make sure that you have a direct line to get people in if they need it, right? Yes, we. I mean, we built those and with um, and with psychiatrists and psychologists. Oh, excellent. Yeah, straight with, straight with them. We 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 kind of work like air traffic controllers of recovery. You know, <laughs> if somebody needs something, they call the chickies. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, Adrian, I want to thank you so much for your time. I want everybody, again, once again, Delray Beach, uh, check it out. Um, and uh, it's just the work you do uh, can't be can't be overstated. It really can't. Uh, we appreciate good people out there doing good work. Um, and, and hopefully one day we won't ever have to have conversations about people doing the wrong thing. Hopefully that'll come along. But. Unfortunately, they're still out there. So it's good that our voices are heard over the top of that. Absolutely. And if you know anybody suffering from depression that just can't get it, let me know. I will. We can help them. You know, all trauma. I will. All right. With that, I want to thank our special guest, Adrian Tickey. Uh, Of course, for John Giordano, I'm Scott Jones. I want to thank everybody for joining us right here on Beat Your Addiction. Please remember to uh, like this this show, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and, of course, share this. Uh, with other people that's how we get the word out there john final thought adrian you did great (laughs) thank you all right let's keep on doing god's work we'll catch you next time right here on beat your addiction